Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. It's cold, ladies and gentlemen. It's cold. The winter snap. People are like, aren't you in Nevada? That winter snap, it took a path from Southern California all the way up Across to the east. It took a path. We're feeling it. And I know that it, we touched the bare edge of it. For Nevada, if you don't know, we get these winds called the Washoe winds. Strong winds. Like you, if you were from the east, you might feel like, like, Jesus feels like, like a hurricane's coming or something. It's not, but they're strong winds. They're really strong. I had like my trash bins out. This was 2020, I believe. I had my trash bins out there recycle bins and it was a Saturday had them out there strong winds I go out to collect them because the garbage person had taken them and they're gone and I looked down the street saw nothing they're just gone so I had to order some new ones that's how bad those washos get just strong crazy strong winds so we get those so we had those today and yesterday a couple days it got warm yesterday it got up to like 68 degrees you're like that's not warm it's warm when you consider it was down to like 30 at a point, and today, I think it's somewhere around 40 or 30. It's cold today. It's scheduled to rain, so we might get some freezing rain. It's cold, folks. So, today's episode is not going to be too long. I'm going to do another little bit of personal update, and then we're going to get into some crypto news. And once again, I may sound a bit braggadocious. I don't intend to. It's not by design. I don't want to, but I just want to, you know, call out a couple of personal things. So, top of the list here. You know, the car, I'm, I've been banting back and forth. I'm not going to be leaving this weekend only because of that freaking winter storm. If it wasn't for the winter storm, I probably would have just done it. So here's where we're at. The state where I'm going, I, I actually chatted them up and they're like, yeah, Vin looks fine. We'll take it. We'll register deep, deep, deep. So the issue is Nevada's just almost swore. Freaking sucks. It just sucks. It's just Nevada. California doesn't care. Arizona doesn't care. This other state doesn't care. It's just Nevada. So my mind's a little bit at ease because that means if I can at least get it full titled in one state, I'm good to go for selling it at some point. So 
what I've decided, I was going to go down to this dealer and look into this car they had for sale. But I, as I thought about it a little bit further, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to just ford the river, do the drive up to where I'm going, where I was supposed to be going. So probably next week, thanks to this freaking winter storm. <laughs> but uh, do that. Or what I may do is just do it during the week and then work out of hotels for my endeavor. I thought about that too. It's not ideal, but I could presumably do that because at least there I would, you know, I'd be on the road. I'd be making progress toward it, but it would take longer because I would be driving from, you know, like 6 p.m. or something through to like 7 a.m. the next morning. So overnight, um, and then I wouldn't get very much sleep. So I, I thought about that. It's an option, but I wouldn't make very much progress. So that may be tenable looking at a calendar that may be tenable for like, say, next week. Unfortunately, the rent is due because February is a short month, of course. I lose some days. So the rent's going to be due. Certainly here, I have to, technically it's due by Friday. So theoretically, talking days, I could get on the road, like say Wednesday evening, drive the overnight, do Thursday evening, drive overnight, presumably arrive sometime Friday-ish, so I'd probably be very close if nothing else. And then I could wrap it up and then just, you know, get there at like midnight or something. If I could pull that off, I'd be good. And then I would just basically tell the guys, you know, this joker, screw you. I'm not paying you anymore and just pay the new place. That's something I thought about doing. That's something I might do. I have not firm decided, but it's looking like that's to be the plan is that I'll just take the car, drive it up and get it clean registered in the new place. Then I can get all settled possibly even get there in time for uh, getting back on video for the weekend. That's exciting. So that's where I'm at. Endeavors are doing what the endeavors are doing. Getting paid like I want. I actually got an update. This is some fun news. My first endeavor, right? So I've been blowing their mind because we're doing this major migration thing and I've been just kind of putting my foot down because I got tired of the garbage and it's, it's much better. We still have these one-off idiots, but it's just their culture. But the person that I report into, she told me today, you know, they're going to put in to get me more money. I didn't ask for it. They're just going to, because they want it, they want me to stay, right? So I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm cool with that. Deep, deep, deep. So <laughs> cool. So they're going to work that. Now, the problem is my contact who pays me, I don't know how that works with getting that person on board to make sure that the money flows to me. I think what we're going to try to do is there's, so the company, they work to their company, their company pays my contact my contact pays me it's convoluted we're trying to fix that i think what we're going to do is the client will pay their company that they work in the same that they pay me now but then they'll ask them to redirect this extra over directly to me so then they'll pay me direct my extra share and my existing one will be left alone they won't even know anything changed i think that's how it's going to work that's going to be exciting because if they can get me up to where i should be because i'm like I'm trying to remember what the rate is that I agreed to. Yeah, it's like 18 bucks an hour lower than my normal rate. So if they can get me up to where I want to be, dude, 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 that's a major thing. So that'll make me feel better, especially given everything that's happened. So that's what's on deck. There's a lot of moving parts and pieces, folks. But it looks like I might be able to finally freaking get out of here, cross fingers, next week. Get on the road, get to the new place. Then I got to build up my new studio and my new home office and see what that looks like. I also have to talk to them and see if they've got a three bedroom free because I did a two and I'd rather have a three. So there's a lot in the mix. We got to see what's going to happen there. 
So we'll see. Um, I'm excited. You know, I'm, I'm motivated and hopefully everything all works out for the best. Let's talk some cryptocurrency because this is where I think we're, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where the men are exposed as men and the boys are exposed as boys in cryptocurrency. Let's get into that right now because I'm excited to talk about what I see. Right. So I said, I don't like doing, you know, I'm not neener, 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 deep, deep, deep. I'm not bragging. I'm not trying to shove it in people's faces. That's not what I'm doing. But anybody listening to me here at CryptoTalkRadio.net for a while heard me say on repeated occasions, I don't feel like we're at the bull, but yet, you know, feels like we're not quite there yet. Feels like people are kind of overreacting. Feels like we're about to go back down a little bit. And it's fine. You know, many in YouTube land, we're screaming about a bull run. We're here. It's here. We're ready here. And now Luther Vandross, no problem. I just marinated into the cut and I put it, I put mine on video. That's how confident I was of what I was seeing. I put mine on video and says, I don't think we're there and mine's up. So we'll see how it works. Right. So that's up there. Well, let's look at some numbers today. So looking at CoinDesk as I do and zooming out to the month chart. And if you're new, by the way, welcome. But this is what I do in order to get a, a sense of where we're at. Well, here's the irony. I, to repeat, I look at the month chart because the month chart gives me personally the best impression of where we're going. Momentum, velocity, direction. If I look at the month chart today, I'm starting to see more red creep in there than green. Usually when there's more red than green, it indicates that we may be headed downward. It doesn't guarantee it. It just indicates it. it's an indicator. Everything on the graphs is an indicator. So I see more red than green. There's certainly much more red that's creeping in than there was even just yesterday. So we have lost that significant green that we just had before that was causing people to believe that we were on a bull run. I can't tell you specifics of why that is, but there seems to be a lot of different factors playing in, all causing the sentiment that we see. Ethereum, of course, hovering around the 1650 mark, got to a high of only 1678. That's not terrible, but it's not the amazing run that a lot of people were screaming was going to be the case. So what happened? Well, a lot happened. People speculated it was about Binance apparently telling Australians they had to sell out. People said that Binance was dumping something over here. People said that there was a bunch of shorts got liquidated. People said Gary Gensler and the staking. Like a lot of people made all these different statements about what was happening. I cannot and will not try to presume to pinpoint one specific thing that was worse than something else. I can tell you what I, and repeat what I said before. I said that we have a lot of these weird, unknown, you know, things that just happen. I can only describe them as weird, unknown things. These unacceptable factors, unexpected things that just get in the way. They get in the way of momentum. And this is not unique to crypto. It happens in the stock market too, but feels like with crypto, a lot of it's more random because of the lack of regulation. So my statement of, I'm not, I don't think we're there yet, was predicated off of these unknowns that seem to keep popping up every time we freaking turn around. And I think you're seeing what I was talking about. A lot of this stuff, it's like, there was no warning for some of this. Some of this just kind of came out of nowhere. With Ethereum now, Ethereum, I still believe, will come out stronger from this, but I think in the short term, it's going to have some issues. I do have an update about that here momentarily that I'd like to talk to you about because I think it ties to something I said before. I think it was about two months ago-ish, so I want to revisit this. 
We also see that some of the other coins, some of the main ones, are doing strong run-ups. Um, AVE, that's another one. It's doing another good strong run-up. Excuse me. Cosmos is doing another strong run-up. So it's not that the industry is down. And I want to stress that. Despite me seeing more red than green, the industry is not generally down, but the industry is not. We lost the momentum that we once had. There are opportunities to invest in certain of these cryptocurrencies, certainly the core ones, if you choose to, all across the board, and make some profit. Remember what I said on the previous episode, though. The key now, and I argue this, the key now is to train yourself to take profits when there's an opportunity to make some profit. Let's say you dump something like $1,000 in something, and it doubles. You have to train yourself to be okay making your money back, right? So you withdraw a thousand. So now you're at, you're at profit. Anything above that's profit, but you at least got your initial investment back. Now you can continue to take profits above and beyond that because everything else is positive profit to you. You got to train yourself in that mind. If you're one that's just a long time hold on anything that you invest in, that's cool. I'm saying that to right now, the best way to benefit on what we're seeing is to take, learn to take profits, train yourself to do so then you'll identify certain projects that are prone to giving you more profit than other ones. You combine this with a diversity strategy, so you buy into multiple different projects, not just the one. You might be one that's just beholden to the one that's totally up to you. I'm saying that if you combine the profit-taking strategy with a diversity-set portfolio, you have a really good opportunity right now to make some good money on certain ones that catch your eye and watching the graphs and learning to predict kind of with the techniques that I was recommending, which is to me, zoom out to the month chart and use it as your guide because it's going to tell you, in my opinion, the best picture of where we're going. If you react off the hour chart, you're likely going to lose more than you gain. You still could, but maybe your strategy is to go to the central exchange and just short things. So maybe that does make sense for you. I'm not saying it's not a good strategy. I'm saying that I think there's stronger profits to be made by learning to predict graph movement. Talking about Bitcoin real fast, Bitcoin is, in my opinion, scheduled to go back down. I said the base is somewhere between 10 and 12 unless we get a stronger bottom. But currently, as I see it, it's scheduled to go right back down. It it rejected the 25,000 mark from before, started going a little bit down. It's not like crapping. I don't want to give you the impression it's crapping. It's not crapping. It's just not the strength of growth. We don't have enough new money flowing into it to see the bull run that we expected. That's what you're seeing. I want to emphasize, especially if you're new, don't let it bother you. Don't let it frustrate you. Don't let it upset you. It's not worth it. It's just cryptocurrency. These things are cyclical. They will happen. They've happened before. It's not a big deal. Just learn to measure the grass, learn to measure what you see, and then make decisions based on your level of confidence or your comfort with risk. That's the name of the game. On multiple occasions, especially on Casual Talk Radio, which is a sister podcast, I have said cash is king. I just went down to the uh, local station here. Well, I went to Jimmy John's to get some food, right? And then they were out of something, so I I paid them cash. That's what I do because I carry cash with me. And then I went down to the local store. It's called Terribles. Went down there, gas station, paid cash for some stuff. Cash is king. I'm sorry. Cash is king. It's always going to be king. I know we hear about this 
CDBCs are going to, CBDCs are going to replace fiat. I'm going to put myself on record here on my show. I don't think we're going to ever in our lifetimes ever see a situation where fiat is not involved in some way. I say that because there are so many use cases where fiat simply makes better sense. We still have situations like right now. You can't buy a car with your credit card. You Please. Even if you had enough to be able to do it, most credit card companies have limits to how much you can charge on it at any given time. Most car dealerships, they won't allow you to charge over a certain amount because they get hit with fees. Like there are certain use cases where like the whole swipe your card sounds good. It's not going to happen. Fiat still runs the roost, whether that's cash in your pocket, ACH, wire transfers, bottom line it is, or Western Union. Well, people have been doing analysis because of all the statements made over repeated times, repeated times saying, nope, cryptocurrency is going to take over. But right now, we see that even in the, let's say the shady criminal underground, even they, because one of the statements that was made, and I think it was Elizabeth Warren, was talking about, you know, all these money launderers and all these criminals, they're using cryptocurrency for to hide their crimes. They're using that as a shady thing as an excuse to try to lock down and regulate cryptocurrency. Turns out they did some studies and found out that no, actually, most people who are cheating the system, they're doing they're using it in fiat for specifically money laundering but other crimes. I want to explain why that is. And no, I don't have a direct point of reference. It's just common sense. If you think about cryptocurrency, right? Cryptocurrency has an on-ramp, an off-ramp consideration that ties to fiat. So most people that need to get a bunch of money, they're going to end up going to a centralized exchange at some point. When you go to a centralized exchange, you're going to get nailed. Even if you were to run it through some anonymized service, that's fine. But you still have to have the account, right, for whichever centralized exchange to be able to cash out of the business or to put money in it. So if anything, there's a higher risk doing it there than with with fiat, because with fiat, you can always transact. Even if you're not using technology, you can always transact it. You can always launder it through various means that are very easy to do and acquire, such as prepaid cards, even phone cards to some degree. There's tons of ways that you can hide assets and then transfer them and then remove the money trail. So people are seeing, no, actually, fiat is still running the roost when it comes to the criminal underground. Of course, that doesn't surprise me. Shouldn't surprise you. That's just the way it is. But the governments, specifically the U.S. government, wants you to believe that cryptocurrency is being used in the criminal underground. It is, but it's certainly not the dominant use case. The dominant use case in a criminal mind is the simplest, least disruptive, least traceable. Cryptocurrency is not the least traceable. That's a myth. It is to some degree anonymous, but it's not because you have the fiat on and off ramps. If you didn't have that, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. So no, it doesn't surprise me that fiat still runs the roost for criminals. It always is going to be, that's just how it is. So our separate news here. Are you tired of hearing about Gary Gensler? Well, I got one more thing here. And I mentioned this before. He did this before. He's doing it again. Just recently, Gary Gensler from the SEC, he cut an interview with the magazine out in New York, and he says, you know what? He thinks that Ethereum could be a security. Of course, he's, again, he said that before. I talked about it with the transition to proof of stake and the idea that when proof of stake became a thing, it somehow introduced the risk that it is now a security, and people were concerned that moving away from proof of work actually would cause it to be considered a security. I think where people got confused is, 
it, this doesn't have anything to do with the Howey test directly. The SEC has the authority, carte blanche, to just say, we think that's a security. We're going to go after it as a security. Now, this doesn't mean that the regular layman individual is all you know committing a crime. Kind of what he's trying to do is look at all the projects that are out there and all the exchanges that are out there offering these staking services around Ethereum. So this ties to many of the other exchanges that recently shut down. That's where he's trying to attack it. He's trying to attack it from all these different sources that offer these services where, in his belief, the staking is not you, as in your own tokens, staking for your own benefit. It is you're giving your tokens to some other central something, and that central something is benefiting from your stake. So just to be clear, it's not staking directly that's really the problem. It is, in his mind, if it's not between you and something else where you're getting a benefit, and I'll talk about that in a second, in their mind, that could be a security because you're giving it to somebody else with the expectation of profits given back to you. Now, when you talk about the direct wallet connect and then staking your tokens and then getting something back directly to your wallet, there was a theory floating around, and I think it's a viable one, around the nature of what you get when you stake. So if you stake, let's say, Luna Classic right now, with Luna Classic staking, you get if you stake it through your, let's say, trust wallet, you only get Luna Classic tokens. If you stake it through Terra Station, you get Luna Classic tokens. You also get various stable coin. So in the theory that's floating around, if you're getting this token as a staking reward that has no expectation of positive value, you're probably okay. But if you're getting it as a stable coin and you're consistently getting it, could be considered a security. That's a theory. I don't, there's some validity to it, but I think it's deeper than that. I think their concern, SEC, when I say they, I think their concern is you giving your assets to another company and then that company staking on your behalf and returning you the proceeds because that organization has to benefit off your money. I believe that's really their problem. That's my take and opinion on that business. Two things I'll talk about, one of those really quick. So Coinbase. Coinbase apparently is trying to build its layer two blockchain out and they're building the layer two blockchain using Optimism, the OP stack, which is a scaling um, for the Ethereum blockchain. And this has caused some positive pumps. They're not going to be doing something with the native, they're just building it as a layer two so that they can expand beyond being just exchanged. This ties to them and them doing the NFTs that they were doing, having an NFT marketplace where they're trying to diversify beyond being a standard exchange. Now, if you notice, Coinbase could do stuff like this and you don't hear a peep out of Gary Gensel over that business, but you ain't hear nothing from me. The last thing I want to talk about, because it may be relevant to those listening. If you have kids, right? One thing that you want to think about, I'll call out two things that you want to think about with your kids is there, you know, the future is going to have some touch of cryptocurrency. However, remember, this is not the first time we tried digital currency. We tried it before it failed miserably. This time we had some success. It has ups and downs. It's volatile. You may be put in a position where you need to introduce cryptocurrency to your kids. Your, your elementary schools and middle schools aren't going to do it, right? High school might, but doubtful. I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while. College certainly could, depending on the college. But I think as a parent, it's good for you to get in front of it if you're investing in cryptocurrency. 
determining the right time to have that talk. I don't mean the birds and the bees talk. I mean the, you know, the hodls and the, the crashes, you know, the, the crypto talk, the crypto talk with your kids. And maybe even setting aside some cryptocurrency, purchasing some and setting aside for them. But I think you should talk to them about it and help them understand what it is that we're dealing with here. Because again, it could be that future. I'll tell you a brief story here in a second. But thinking about how you simplify cryptocurrency, how do you protect them from the garbage and the scams out there? How do you help them think about security of their money? One thing when I was a kid they, that they never taught me <laughs> coming up was, you know, writing this check out of your bank account. It's not free money. You got to have money in the account. You can't just write the check. Now, of course, I wasn't told that. So I was writing checks like crazy, not realizing this is not free money or with credit cards, right? It's not free money. You got to pay it back. So I'm swiping the card, buying popcorn and all sorts of garbage because nobody taught me that these are things you should not do and this is what it's for and you should respect it. And I recommend if you do have kids out there and you're considering exposing them to cryptocurrency, consider doing it from the jump. Educate them on how to keep them safe, themselves safe, possibly buy some for them. Teach them how to do the trading. Teach them how to stay safe, most importantly. I wouldn't necessarily, I mean, some people will say, yeah, I'm going to buy some cryptocurrency and let them trade it directly. I wouldn't necessarily let them trade it without some supervision because, you know, there's a lot of scams out there and it's very easy to get ripped off. But it may be something to at least introduce them to it and talk about games, games that help them understand cryptocurrency a little bit better and help make them aware of what's out there and what's coming. And we know what's coming. We know what's happening. We know what the industry is doing. And we can use this knowledge to empower the young folks to help keep them safe and avoid the mistakes that we went through when we were younger. So something to think about, you do not have to do it, but it is something to think about to consider, okay, here's what we might want to consider doing uh, for our youngs. And some young folks may already be ahead of the curve, but you'd probably be surprised at how inept that they might be with cryptocurrency where they think they know a lot and really they don't know. So that's my bot. That's my bottom line there. Just something I thought about off the side as we get older, some of us anyway, as we get older, and cryptocurrency evolves because I think we get smart people in cryptocurrency instead of garbage. You know, I think we'll help sustain it for the foreseeable future. And then maybe we will dig it to get to a point where it can be a viable form of currency going forward, not to replace fiat, but to possibly support it and even strengthen it against the inflation that is currently attacking it. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really 
looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.